Hey, this is Jeff Welch, and the following episode is from my new podcast for small business owners called Your Business Is Not Your Boss. The first four episodes are going to be cross-posted here, but I urge you to subscribe to the new podcast today if you are a small business owner who wants to overcome overwhelm and make your business work for you. All right, without any further delay. Welcome to Your Business Is Not Your Boss. I am Jeff Welch, and I help small business owners stop living at the mercy of their business so they can put their business to work for them. What is up? Welcome to episode three of Your Business Is Not Your Boss. I am your host and small business coach, Jeff Welch, and today we are going to talk about that one time that Rage Against the Machine betrayed the BBC, uh, also known as don't be surprised when a broken system in your business does exactly what you don't want it to do, okay? But before I jump in, this episode is based on the most recent edition of my weekly email. Each week, I send a message to small business owners just like you to help you kick your week off in the driver's seat of your business. And I would love to have you join us. Just go to jeffwelch.com slash email to subscribe today. Okay, so I am a 40-year-old man. And no, I'm actually not afraid of my age at all. I'm 47, and I grew up, I would consider myself a child of the 80s, but I hit my, my, teen, my high school years at the turn of the 90s, right? So I, uh, I, I'm a drummer, and as a, I probably started drumming around 12, so like 88-ish. And so for those, those years at the beginning of the 90s, like music was very important to me, and I loved kind of harder music, not, well, I mean, probably because there's this rebellious component to it, right? There's a rebellious element to that, to the, the topics, to the, the presentation, uh, but also because the drumming was like fun, like it was like what I liked. And so there's a band called Rage Against the Machine, which as an adult, um, man, I, I, don't, I don't know that I <laughs> recognized at that age how intensely political they were. I just was glad that they were mad at the establishment. But uh, uh, I loved this juxtaposition of these sort of like funky rhythms. I loved that. I loved putting a wrinkle into things as a drummer. Uh, with this sort of like harder kind of like rage, this this rebellious idea behind it, right? So they were they were frustrated with a great many things. Uh, these these kids in Rage Against the Machine, and uh, they had a, a a great many songs littered with a great many words that, as as a pastor's son, uh, were uh, frowned upon. Uh, I mean, to, to be fair, I. I I, I really didn't uh, in, engage in colorful language much as a as a youth at all, if if at all. Um, I, I I wasn't like I, I wasn't on that path specifically. So this was kind of salacious to some de- some degree, right? Like this was this was really outside of the scope of kind of what I was used to. But but I, I liked their energy. <laughs> so anyway, they they have a song called "Killing in the Name." And 
Uh, I mean, I guess that's probably, you know, right right off the bat, we're, we've started off with something that seems, you know, f- fairly aggressive here. But at the end of this song, uh, the, the song sort of uh, uh, falls into this quiet moment, and then they build it back up. This is the Rage Against the Machine r- recipe, by the way. Uh, high intensity quiet whisper moments, high intensity, that's back and forth. Every Rage Against the Machine is, is pretty much that. Uh, but I loved it. And so at the end, as they have this quiet moment, um, the singer, Zach De La Roca, begins to kind of whisper, F you, I won't do what you tell me. And he continues that as they build, uh, repeating that line 17 times in the recording. Uh, <laughs> and it's kind of one of those moments where uh, it, it's a lot. It's a lot. Uh, and um, they, they, they had some strong feelings that they were trying to express. And so uh, this is a band who was known for this kind of uh, attitude, shall we say. And at some point, uh, I don't know exactly when this video was from. I would imagine it was around their heyday, so probably the mid-90s, something like that. The BBC invites them to be on some show. I've only seen this clip as a, I don't know, 90-second clip on Instagram. So I do not, I don't know what show this is. I don't know what year it is. I don't know, is was it a, fun, I don't, I, a fundraiser? I have no idea what they were doing. But the BBC decides, we're going to get Rage Against the Machine to come sing on our program live. Live. This is not a recording. This is live, Right. And we're just going to ask them nicely, don't say those things, right? Just kind of keep it, keep it TV clean, you know? And so the clip features this, this end of this song sort of starting to happen. And sure enough, for the first handful of times, he kind of swallows that, that F-bomb. And he just, and then he says, you, I won't do what you tell me, right? Uh, he, he, he omits the glaring word, but then there's this moment about a third of the way through this thing where it builds and the band sort of explodes all at once. And it's this climactic, you know, uh, runaway train to the end of the song, at which point he raises his middle finger (laughs) to the camera (laughs) and begins to sing the full lyric, sort of scream sing the full lyric as it were. And he gets about four times through before they cut the feed. And uh, the BBC commentator comes on and says something to the effect of, sorry, that, that suddenly turned into something we were not expecting. Well, we were expecting it and asked them not to do it. And they did it anyway. Now, I'm no genius. There are these moments where I feel like woefully inadequate, okay? I'm just going to be real here. These moments where I feel woefully inadequate, and then something like this comes across my feed, and I'm like, okay, there are people who make bad decisions everywhere. (laughs) So someone at the BBC said, there's this band who is known for this F you, I won't do what you tell me attitude. This is what they're built on. And yet they were somehow caught off guard that... They did, in fact, not do what they were told, right? So, I mean, do you see the irony there? Do you see how the idea that they would say, I will not do what you tell me, and yet you're asking them to do something that is... Anyway, 
here is the connection to your business. That's, you know, seven minutes of me talking about this band. But I promise there's a point. There are things that that are not working in your business right now. Like you're shaking your head at this BBC uh, uh, showrunner or producer who greenlighted this and then were somehow caught off guard by this. You're like, of course this is what would happen. Of course, anyone could have seen this coming. And yet I am sure that there is something in your business, something has come to mind right now that you're like, ooh, yeah, that's that's at least... I, you might know that it's broken or you, you at least might know that it's iffy. You know there is something, a process that is not fully functional. And yet you will find yourself speechless when at the exact wrong moment it fails. I'll tell you, I live up here in Alaska and it, it seems like uh, when it gets down to be 20, 30, 40 below, that's when your car decides to act a fool, right? And it's because... Uh, that those temperatures are a stress test, right? The issue existed before, right? That there was something that wasn't working quite well. Maybe it was invisible to you because everything was, you know, the temperatures were fine and the car wasn't being stretched to its limit. But those are the things, they don't show up because 30 below is an inconvenient time to do it. They show it because 30 below reveals it. 30 below is the thing that, that proves it. So there are some of those things lurking where you won't know something is broken until that fateful day when everything is sort of going sideways and you're like, and this system doesn't work. So one, if you know something doesn't work, it really behooves you to say, I need to shore that up. I need to figure out how to make sure that thing does not bite me in the butt at the exact wrong moment. Because there is something else that I can't see yet that might rear its ugly head in those moments of intense stress, right? So you're not going to perfect every system in your business. I understand that this will always be iteration. There's always going to be something that could work better, and you're going to have to prioritize what you work on, right? The point is not, here's the moment where you need to perfect everything that doesn't work. But you should never be surprised when something works the way you built it. Right when when that incomplete process, when that system that you haven't really tested as much as you probably should doesn't do the thing, you probably should just say, "Yeah, no, I, I kind of expected that might happen." Uh, of, of course, that happened. Right? Uh, it's it's not the system's fault. It's the person who built the system. Right? And that's that's probably you. Maybe it's maybe it's somebody else. Maybe it's a third party vendor, and you can be upset with them. But if you know things. Uh, that should be improved, that those systems should be shored up, that they should be reinforced, that you should be sanding them down and getting rid of the parts that don't work. Don't be surprised when they do exactly what you kind of expect them to do right now, right? So I'm guessing that you've thought about something as, as we've been talking about this. I'm guessing that you've thought about something that immediately jumps to mind and says, oh, yeah, that one is probably something I need to address. So Take a moment to capture, like, do not let this moment go because this is exactly what happens. We say, oh yeah, I need to, but then it's not the problem of the day. It's not the thing that, that feels most important. Uh, but I promise you, the systems you do not address, 
the day is coming when they will betray you. The day is coming when they're going to have their rage against the machine moment and they're going to give you the middle finger in front of your best customer. Uh, you know, at the exact inopportune moment, they're going to say, yeah, no, I won't do what you tell me. And so the idea is to say, before that happens, can you be uh, refining those systems that you know are imperfect, that you know are broken, that you know are iffy, can you be refining them today so they don't embarrass you later? Okay, so don't be like a BBC executive and be surprised when that thing that is clearly, <laughs> clearly the outcome we're all expecting, uh, that when that actually happens, when that shows up on live TV, right? If you need some help, let's jump on a discovery call. I would love to talk through some of this and see how I can help you fix those busted systems before they give you the runaround, before they embarrass you in front of your clients, before they make something that should work, not work, before they make that sale that is really important to you, impossible. Before it all falls apart or all your margins disappear because of that problem, okay? So if, you, if, you'd, lo if you'd like to have a conversation like that, jeffwelch.com slash discovery is how you can find 15 minutes, 30 minutes on my calendar to, to talk through some of those things, okay? That's it from me. If you are a small business owner who wants to overcome overwhelm and make your business work for you to get those systems and those processes ironed out before they take advantage of you and betray you, don't forget to hit that subscribe button and visit jeffwelch.com email to score my weekly insights, which are curated just for you. Until next time, the systems... The processes, they're not in charge of you. You are in charge of them, okay? Your business is not your boss.